0: All right, here we go. Yes, sir. Live, in person. Got a few people in the room and a few people on camera. The crowd applause. That is yeah. not. That is- wow. <laughs> <laughs> Already off there. to a good start. No. <laughs> hey, well, welcome everybody. I know some of you guys are gonna watch this later. Some of you watching it right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of you in the room. And uh, I'm really excited about tonight. I'm excited to have some friends with me. Uh, we will still be friends at the end of the night. I already know that because we've already had discussions like this together over the last few years. Mm -hmm. Um, Josh and I yell at each other frequently. Uh, So, well, me at him more. He's just a good listener. I just take it. uh, But I do want to just say that I'm really excited about this because for us as a church, this is our first time getting to use this space for something like this. Uh, The other side of this is the faith and politics. Someday this will turn into something more, from faith and politics to faith and politics. Other things that our culture engages in or deals with, especially as believers, mm-hmm. and how do we deal with them? How do we talk about them? And so many times, a lot of the things, like politics mm-hmm. being one of them, uh, is not modeled for us incredibly well. It yeah. becomes something that uh, you are shown how to preach it rather than talk about it. Yes. And, um, and so this is our opportunity to model that uh, tonight. We are not going to answer every question on every policy or every topic. Uh, There's just been a few things that we've been talking about as a country the last several months. Um, But we are gonna tackle all of that. One of the primary goals of this is to not tell you what to think, uh, but to hopefully give you an idea of how you can think and how you can talk about particular things or talk through some of these things. And, And even in this conversation, be willing to question Or push back on or and do it in a way that both of us or all of us grow Um, so I'm excited about this I think it's gonna be really really good Um, so before we get too into it and before I talk too much because I know that that's (laughs) something I can do Um, I I I wanted to uh, get these guys to introduce themselves talk a little bit about one who they are and where they're at in life right now not necessarily figuratively but actually where do you live where are you from and and Maybe why you were willing to get up on a stage with a microphone, living in infamy forever on YouTube, and talk about a topic that a lot of people are having difficulty talking about. We don't really talk politics these days. We yelled it, right? We (laughs) yell politics. We scream (laughs) politics. We uh, hurl things at each other, and, and really none of us are any better at the end of it, so um, so I'd love for you to introduce yourself a little bit, but then also talk about why you would sit up here with me and have, uh, have this conversation. We'll just start with you, man.
1: Absolutely. Uh, my name is George. Yep. Hi, uh, George. Hi. <laughs> um, I was born in Kenya, yep. moved to America when I was 12 years old, to Mansfield, Texas. Boom. Shout all out all the to tigers. the Tigers. that's right. But I was a, wait, I was a Bronco and then I was a trailblazer. Uh, shout out to Frontier High School. <laughs>
2: oh, that's right. I'm old, so I only remember the Mansfield times. Yeah.
1: That's like okay. 70 high schools in Mansfield. We now. did not have sports at all. Um, but anyway, so uh, why am I here? Yeah. Wait, I live in Austin, Texas. Yep. Um, you were here. You're
0: a Fort Worth guy for a little while. Fort we Worth all know guy. Each other. Coffee you, shops. That's and, right. If you were at
1: Craftwork, specifically Magnolia. Hmm. Chances are I served you yeah, coffee. True. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't good, it wasn't me. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> hey. I never blamed it on hey. you. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, so now I live in Austin. Um, why am I here? Um, grew up in Kenya, and my family uh, loved politics, and I took interest in it, thought I wanted to pursue it, but um, kind of in the back ends of it. I don't know if I'm going to pursue it. I should pursue it. I don't know yet. But love politics, love Jesus, and I think that those two should go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, And that's why I'm here.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Super good, man. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, I'll
3: go. My name is Josh, and uh, I live in Kansas City, Missouri. Not Kansas. Kansas City, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And my my wife and I pastor C3 Kansas City. Uh, We're both from there. Spent a little time away and then came back to KC. Um, but Brandon and Meredith have become just great friends over the years. And, uh, you know, when he framed it like we're going to live in infamy forever on YouTube, it makes me really rethink <laughs> why I said yes to this. But, um, but no, I think, I think, you know, these are the two topics, faith and politics, that we're told not to talk about with family. Mm. You know, Thanksgiving's coming up in a few weeks, and those, those are the two things that everyone says, don't bring those up. Yeah. We want this to be a good family meal. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, And I think if, if we can begin to maybe model that better, how to discuss things without feeling like we have to win, yeah. I think that's that's yep. a big part of it is just mm-hmm. like being able just to have a real conversation and not feel like we've got to win it yeah. um, and be able to love each other yep. after we're done with this. So I said yes because I think um, – my perspective on politics has have shifted in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, it's becoming more Jesus-informed, yeah. mm-hmm. um, is my hope. But,
0: yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Super Fantastic.
4: good. Uh, my name is John McCurdy, uh, or Big John, as I'm more affectionately known around yes. these parts of C3. Uh, my wife Kristen and I go to C3. Uh, we handle our dinner parties and different things um, around the place. Um, I've known Brandon for... 25 plus years now. yeah. Um, and this topic, faith and politics, is something that I've been passionate about for a long time. Um, and so anytime there's a chance to get around with friends or with, you know, more than friends and other people, i you know, like to talk about it. I, I work for a bank currently, but I mean, I've thought over the years and it's changed here and there. But like I think I want to run at some point for at least start at the city level and see where it goes and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I've majored in it in school and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it's something like I said, it's near and dear to my heart. And so, when somebody wants to talk about it, I want to know like where they're from. You know, where where they're coming from on different things. Um, you know, and if I have a chance to disagree, you know, I want to disagree. But I feel like Over the last few years it's it's hard to have those conversations without somebody trying to write you off if you do disagree and all that kind of stuff and so i think things like this are needed now they were needed four years ago and it's going to be needed you know on and on yeah so yeah (laughs) and like josh said like with the the family thing like you're yeah we need to be able to have those conversations and not try to win them but to be able to have them
0: so yeah I think, that's, I think and that's the hope. That's the hope here is, is that we, we have the conversation. We've had conversations privately. I think so many times that's what's not happening. We, we have a lot of megaphones um, <laughs> and not a lot of tables, right? We have a lot of things mm-hmm. that we're just shouting through. And social media has become a megaphone for a lot of people. It's yes. become the thing where they declare their allegiances to things without really giving any credence to the idea that you and I might differ and I might just be wrong You might just be wrong. And if we can both realize that, maybe we can get it right. Uh, Maybe we can actually get somewhere with this. And so I would say my view on politics is, you know, listen, we've had things in our house for Future presidents, we've had, we've been involved mm-hmm. along the line and over the time. Over time, but I think recently, I think with Josh as well, things have changed. Things are different, and mm-hmm. um, the way I approach it is different. And uh, I think we've all, I think this is where we would all agree is that we've all, and I think anyone in the room would say we've we've evolved in a lot of our opinions, evolved in a lot of our the way we look at things. Yes. And I think the admittance and the willingness to say we will continue to evolve. Yep. The idea that what we say tonight mm-hmm. uh, is not necessarily the final verdict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not the end of history. We, we still have future. We still have things to talk about. It's why it's, it's sometimes funny to see politicians throw our people's past back at them. Uh, the idea that mm-hmm. we have not in some way evolved over time as people. And so it, 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 it's an interesting thing to be in this moment, mm-hmm. to know that this might be watched five years from now or might not, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything we say here could be even different than what we're saying now. And I think that's, but I think that's the willingness. I think that's the way we uh, approach this. And I wanted to start with Josh, because one of the things that we, you and I have talked a lot about, and one of the things we've talked about prior to sitting down was why faith and politics? Why is this such an important thing? Not just let's have a political talk and not let's just have a faith talk. That's Mm -hmm. usually what ends up happening. We tend to compartmentalize these topics and even Mm -hmm. other topics that can be difficult, especially when you haven't figured out where in your faith you stand on a particular issue or a particular topic. Mm. And so we tend to compartmentalize, so we'll talk with certain groups of people about our faith, we'll talk with other certain groups of people about our politics, and we'll leave those things separate because we don't want them to mingle because then, it, then it's really wrestling time. Then it's really time to actually talk about, oh, I don't know mm-hmm. if I wanna admit this or talk about that. So why is this conversation such an important thing? And and where one of the things you talked about, I want to let you. I to let you take it, um, because yes. because your you can say of, it for me. That's I, fine. I will, I will no. Your view on this is different. I would say your view on this is even like you mentioned, right? These these two words should go hand in hand, and I think Josh might think a little bit differently about that. So we kind of talked about what what would we look at and how do we look at faith and politics and how should believers look at politics. Um, and and the way you frame it as kingdom against empire, yep. kingdom versus republic, and where we sit in those things. So you take it away,
3: man. Um, <laughs> if you want the full answer, you can come to church tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. And uh, <laughs> ten o'clock yep. here, um, and 15, 15 I'll talk about Bowie. the politics of the kingdom um, in more detail. But I think so. You know, the, from the basic perspective, politics is just simply the way a society has. Chooses to organize itself mm-hmm. and and how it 's going to govern, and so politics in and of themselves are not evil mm-hmm. uh, are not bad. What we are longing for are the politics of the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. in my opinion is what we is what we should be longing for and yep. so the expectation i think that's expectations i think are huge and will will govern how we and why we do things so if we uh, what are our expectations of the government of the United States of America, whether it's uh, federal government or local government? What are our, our expectations? And should we really expect the kingdom of heaven to be ushered in the same way that America became a nation? Or, you know, like, what, are, what are we expecting? Because I think we've at, at C3 Kansas City, we've been walking through the Gospel of Matthew the last several months. And when you go through it slowly, you realize how many parables there are from Jesus talking about the kingdom of heaven is like. Mm-hmm. It's like this. Mm-hmm. And he never comes out and says, it is this. But he says, it's like uh, leaven in bread dough yeah. rising in the oven. It's like a woman sweeping her floor and and finding the lost coin. It's, it's mm-hmm. like... Uh, a fisherman outfit. It is like, wow, well, Jesus! Could you just say it more? And it, could you say it more clearly and put a real fine point on it? And we just don't get that from him. And I think part of that, I think, is the desire for him to want real humans and not robots, yep. just doing what he yep, tells right. us to do, but to to work it out in yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, um, why why is politics important? Because I think it's because um, in the church, we've, in my opinion, have begun to think that if we just get the right person in the right office and mm-hmm. get all the, all the proper um, uh, pieces on the board in the right place, then heaven will come. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. don't think that's what Jesus expected, yep. and I don't mm-hmm. think... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's what our expectation should be. And so we can, whether we're on the left or the right, or we fall somewhere in between, or we're not anywhere on the spectrum, um, we can begin to think that our candidate is the, is the right one, um, or this position on this policy is mm-hmm. the correct one, and not be willing to have the debate or have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Or um, And so I think it, it's become more and more important, I think, as, as the church to, to see what does it mean to have separation of church and state? Mm-hmm. Um, is it that we have a, a state-sanctioned church that just blesses everything the state does and never questions it, never, never speaks prophetically to that power? Mm-hmm. Um, or should it be that the church remains its thing so it can be the body of Christ uh, without being told what to do or how to do that yeah. by the state. And so I think, I mean, that's a huge question, and there, we could go so many different directions, but um, that's my shortest answer I could give.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I mean, that's my. I think that's the challenge I think we're all dealing with is mm-hmm. we want that. We, we're realizing politics in and of itself is insufficient, mm-hmm. and yet we don't want to let it go either. We don't want to be totally disengaged that we don't have some influence in that sphere. And yet we also don't want to put all our trust in it. Right. I don't know about you guys. That's where the the rub is because on one hand I'm fighting for unity in the house and the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to come out just hardcore against this or that or whatever because my biggest aim is that we're all growing together. Mm -hmm. And yet the person wants, I have views, I have (laughs) opinions and I think there are certain things that I could go, man, I could justify this or qualify this or, and when do I lay those down and when do I pick them up?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's one of the, the biggest challenges I'm dealing with now. And maybe it's because I'm a pastor. Maybe it's because I'm a father of two boys. Maybe it's because I've got friends on all sides mm-hmm. of this thing, which I think the, the thing we limit ourselves to and really discount is that there are only two sides, which is, is, is untrue and, <laughs> and really hurts all of us to believe that. Yeah. Um, are you guys finding that? I mean, how are you guys finding for someone who was thinking I might go to politics who now may be reconsidering someone who still believes that someday you'll run? How are you how are you handling this conversation? Because I know you're seeing people post things, right, and making their stand uh, via reposting. Um, but how do you like how do you how do you engage that and why is it important to you?
1: Yeah, I'll start. Um, I think for me. Um, Josh, I really like the way that you defined politics um, in how a place defines or chooses to organize themselves, right? And so, as a believer, I do think it's important to recognize how a city is organized, like in order to participate in that, in order to. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, also, English is my second language. So sometimes I forget doesn't sound words. like it. <laughs> um, in order to make on earth as it is in heaven, yeah. mm-hmm. like you have to understand earth. And, mm. and that, I mean specifically the society that you participate in. Yep. Yeah. Um, and if you do not know the history of Fort Worth and you choose to participate in that, whether it's voting, which is a very small part in that, or mm. knowing who you're voting for, which is also a very small part of that, mm-hmm. uh, but also recognizing, like, you as an individual, what are you doing um, in your community? And in that, if you don't understand the politics of that, then what are you doing as a church, yeah. mm. right? Um, and so I think that's important. I think. There's the identity part of it, where if you choose you know, one side or the other, then the person who's on the opposite end of that thinks that you are against them um, based on policies that you may be aware of or not aware of. Yep, right. um, and that goes back to being informed. Yep. Um, and so why do I participate in it? I think I wanna be a responsible um, citizen or permanent yeah. resident um, yeah. because <laughs> I does. cannot vote yet yeah. um, and so matter of time. yeah it's only a matter of time um, I think I hope um, yeah and so in that like I want to know my city and in knowing my city mm-hmm. how can I serve my city well yep. um, and in politics is a huge part of that so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, is it, I just put an idea on this, John, because, again, your history in politics and knowing it, is it, because we every four years, mm-hmm. there's never been a president that did it right. At the end of four years, there's always enough things to pile up on a guy and go, you didn't do this, didn't do this, didn't yes. do this. So we can kind of either feel helpless, hopeless, mm-hmm. this isn't gonna it going to work? Oh, if we like this guy, then all of a sudden everything's going to be fixed. They got four years to fix everything, <laughs> right? But the local policies the local things almost to me should bear just as much weight they they almost have as much at least if for you personally as a person yes. carry as much weight in terms of what your city looks like yes. and as a christian you want you want to influence both your street just as a person but also then organize your city in such a way that that people are encouraged and people are able to live well together. Mm-hmm. So how do you, I mean yeah, how do you do it? I mean, you you you've been on a major transition. The last 3 years for you has been eye-opening in terms of yes. just the way you approach politics and and mm-hmm. certain policies and the way growing up in a certain atmosphere and environment, not bad, mm-hmm. but just maybe not fully or complete or whatever. Yep. So so what yeah, what does that look like to you to engage it and to make sure that you are being informed which like I told you guys before, I went and tried to get informed. And it can be hard. It's not always easy. Yes. Um, it, the, the the list of things and the people and the viewpoints. And then you're not even sure if you can trust what they wrote about themselves. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, I mean, come on. You wrote your own bio. So how do I even know that this is, like, really true? Because yep. um, I wrote mine and it... Okay. <laughs> so, you know, like, how do you do that? So, John, how do you engage it? And what, what's kind of been the change for you? So
4: for somebody that grew up in tarrant county but i grew up close to the airport fort worth was you know always the big town we would come to fort worth um as a kid growing up we ice skated at tandy center mall and rode the little subway thing that they had for leonard's department store all that kind of stuff but like so fort worth has always been like i don't claim dallas i claim fort worth mm-hmm. uh, but actually living here versus hanging out here uh versus being 10 minutes away um you know you when you actually inhabit a city on a, you know, 24-7, 365 basis, your eyes will be opened. Um, Something I would suggest to people is if you are new to the city or you've been here for a while and maybe you know kind of your area, is to drive around the whole city. Mm. Learn the different parts of the city because Fort Worth is fairly distinct in the fact that there's downtown, there's south side, near south side, there's North Side, there's East Side, there's Southwest Fort Worth, and they all have a different, you know, kind of a subculture that all makes up the culture yeah. of Fort Worth. And so that was something that Kristen and I learned moving down here five years ago was that the culture of Fort Worth is different, 24-7-365, versus what we would see coming and maybe grabbing coffee at Avoca or maybe meeting my parents at RAR to hang out or something like that, you know, right. hanging in the city. Inhabiting the city, working in downtown, everything like that, it is all, it all informs, like what George was saying, it all informs what you think of a place, how you want to get involved in a place. Um, you know, and so that's what I would say to people that are, you know, wherever they are, is to really try to inhabit all the different parts of your city. Yeah. You know, uh, big, small, you know, suburban type urban. Thing. I would ask
3: you John as well like how much how important is it to do the, the history lesson on your city and understand its actual formation you know leading up to where we're at right now and as so not just seeing the parts of it but actually doing going back and seeing.
4: oh yeah that, that's, that's very important as well oh, yeah. I mean you know because you learn like what you know what the city stood for what it's gone through uh, what it might still be going through mm-hmm. Um yeah, that all can, that's true, that, that, you know, the history of the city versus the way the city's set up currently all can inform you on where you're able to step in, where you're able to try to do the most good, because as Christians, as, you know, people that have a kingdom mindset, it is on earth as it is in heaven, so we want to make sure that we're doing things that benefit the city. Like, one thing for C3 four Earth is we didn't want to come in and just develop all these programs for the city. I felt like I got real loud there for a second. But we didn't want to develop all these programs for the city and say, hey, come to our program. We wanted to come in, see who's doing what in the city, and try to partner with that the best we can. And I think we've done a decent job of that, like um, through guys like the NET, um, you know, different things that I've been able to do through work. um, You know, and so those are the kinds of things that... uh, somebody that's informed about their city. Yes, there is the the, um, the voting, the learning about, you know, who's on city council, who your council person is, um, you know, who the mayor is and all that kind of stuff. That is important, but I think you have to first start with, you know, what part of the city you live in, what part, you know, what are the different parts of the city, why are, you know, why are certain parts certain ways and other parts other ways, all that kind of stuff um, before you even look at, like, the voting and how you're going to vote and how you're going to get involved. Yeah, there. I think that's. I
0: mean, it, I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? Like the politics is important, but only if you care about the the people it's affecting. Yep. I, you know, I, I think so many times we, like, go know your city. And I think this is where this gets, this is where the rubber meets the road. Because I think a lot of times we can have these conversations, we can pick difficult topics to talk about, although I think it's been fairly easy right now. Like, we're not disagreeing yet. We need to figure out how to disagree. Um, maybe I picked too many, like, we all believe the same thing. But I, I don't know that that's true. But I, I just think, I wonder if one of the things that, that makes these conversations sometimes not go where they should is because ultimately this really isn't about who you necessarily vote for. Yep. I and mean, we've all, at every level, have voted for someone who did something different than they said they were going to do it. Right. You know why? Because once they got elected, they found out a bunch of things they didn't know before they got elected. It's like becoming a pastor and realizing, oh, yeah. that's what this means. And, you know, if, if every leadership role, you don't know it till you're in it. Yeah. And and so, and so and I think that's the other part, realizing politicians are people, whether we like to admit that yep. or not. Sometimes they're just characters for us and mm-hmm. like a TV show and we can root for them or not or cancel them in a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. The reality is these are people who are, are growing as well, mm-hmm. pushing and, and guys who walk in, whether it be the Oval Office or, or downtown, mm-hmm. you're walking into a room and going, wait, that's why he did this. That's why she did that. That's mm-hmm. why. And we're going we but we don't want to spend the time driving down the streets Mm -hmm. and driving and talking to the people. And I I find that my view on a topic changes when I talk to someone who is up close and personal with that particular topic. Right. So whether it be we're talking about racial justice, so we, we get on the phone and we talk for hours. And there have been things that I have both changed on and things that I go, okay, I still think this. But I'm I'm in this place realizing again 2020 is not going to be the final time that I change my mind on something. Yep. And it's not going to be the final time that I find something out that I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, that's,
3: that's what repentance is, is right. changing yes. your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a loathing, I'm a horrible person, beat myself up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's willing to go, as, as followers of Christ, we should go, in light of Christ, I am changing what I, I thought this was the truth, and then I saw the truth, and that affects Everything else, Mm -hmm. so it's it's we should be longing for a continual um, being born again, being you know, whatever whatever language you want on it. But repentance is that to say I I need to change my mind on that Mm -hmm. uh, in light of this truth. Yeah, and so I think that's we have to be humble enough Mm -hmm. to admit that and to say I I was wrong Mm -hmm. or maybe I, I was close but not all the way there. Yeah. So I think you're right, you're like, it, this isn't, we're not going to leave here and never be challenged on something or have to rethink something again, um, yep. but just to stay in that position of being like, like a student rather than a teacher yep. Go. go, do I need to learn. I need to talk okay, less. And so,
0: okay, speak to that because you mentioned that before because we were talking about owning your viewpoint and one of the things that I find really frustrating currently is that we have far too many experts and not enough students. Everybody's trying to be the teacher. Everybody's trying to be the guy that, no no let me show you this. And I, I'm very much guilty of that, right? Yes. I can go, oh here's this and oh thank you, John. <laughs> yes. uh, I love you. Buddy. And so <laughs> I uh, I I text with you too. I'm not okay, so like I'm woken up I, with like ten but I text, think, text messages. I think from the you idea is that there's a there that we are willing to have those conversations and willing to have the, the stuff, but 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 we we are trying to be the guy who wins. The guy's right because at the end of the day, for as good as all of what even Josh just said, we all have things that are important to us, topics mm-hmm. that we care deeply about. Mm-hmm. That maybe the other 72% of people around us don't care the same way, and do we then penalize those people for not caring about it the way I care about it or do I ha- you know why why we can't seem to have these conversations and yet we won't have the conversation but we will definitely make the proclamation. We will definitely say, this is what I believe. This is what I know. But we won't have the conversation that challenges it and even pushes back on it and most likely refines it. Doesn't? Maybe we're scared yeah. of that. Maybe we're scared that it's going to destroy it when in actuality it's going to refine it. Because I think more often than not, we're all partially wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're all probably a little bit wrong. And the more we can come together and talk about it, the more right we Will get so because you mentioned that. and I think this is important. If you're going to espouse a certain set of beliefs or values, or you're going to vote on particular policies, maybe different than I would, or different than John would, or Josh would, or whoever else, at least know why. So that when we, I, I heard this the other day that the master, the, the 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 person who really knows an argument is the person who knows both sides of it yes. and can hear both sides of it and go, I understand what you're going to say and and be able to have that conversation. So why was that important to you when you talk about people just owning? Why they believe what they believe, or at least right now, uh, believe what they believe.
1: Yeah. Um, I think this one thing that I don't like is bandwagons. Mm. And yes. being able to put, be a bandwagon for things that are, that affect people's lives mm-hmm. is so irresponsible. Um, and so, to be able to choose one side of the aisle because your family is part of that as well. Um, And that could be because you don't like conflict, right? Mm. Um, And that's understandable, but at the same time, like these are issues, these are policies, these are um, concepts that do um, in a sense, make one's life either better or not, mm-hmm. to some extent, right? Speaking of specific issues. Um, and so to be able to look at politics and say, well, I don't know much, but because my family chooses this or because of the job that I have um, or because of the people that I hang out with... Um, like that's that's irresponsible, um, and I think it's important. And it's hard, right? Like the like you were saying, like the idea of knowing uh, who to vote for, especially when it comes to um, local uh, elections, right? Like that's that's hard. Um, and I think as far as um, somebody said this the other day, um, and I thought it was really good, uh, civic literacy, um, yep. something that we lack, I um, had to work really hard um, to be able to learn about um, how government exists here in America, um, because it's di- very different from Kenya. Um, yeah. And I feel like Kenya um, changes things so many times. Um, but in that, like, you have to take the time to learn to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the hardest things that, um, especially as believers, we have a hard time with is saying, I don't know, mm-hmm. yeah. or um, being wrong. Yep. Right? Um, and so. Which is
0: wild, because I, I feel like of all people in the world. Seriously. The ability to handle the fact that you might be wrong should be kind of like top of our list. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can handle that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand the concept. But it's weird, right? We just have so mm-hmm. much identity in it. It's so much like we we talk about it. this this is maybe why it's so hard. It's because politics no longer is just a an idea or a concept that's now become so much of our identity. And mm-hmm. I this is this is this drives me crazy. We were having this conversation today. To think that one party or the other has some moral high ground on the other is to me. You don't actually look at this yet. Like you haven't actually looked at yep. this. The, politics is not all like you said. It is, it is a system. People are always the problem right. or always the solution. Right. And this is not even to say that politics. Like we can, it can go real quickly. We can start thinking politics is evil. It's bad. Yep. Like even in this conversation. Well, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we just shouldn't <laughs> worry about it because it. it, it, it but it, it it is almost going. Man, like I I there, this my guy might not win. My lady might not win. I, I may not, but does that change my willingness or ability or even opportunity to engage mm-hmm. in the conference? Because ultimately, politics trickles down. Faith trickles down into something much more than just what's being written on a document down the road. Yep. It becomes what you're seeing. You have to keep your eyes open to those things. I don't, I. I it, it, to me, it's we have. A, we all have our own story. We have our own experience. And the way you were brought up, the way you were brought up, or you were brought up, they could be bad to, in terms of some of the experiences that might have happened to you. But ultimately, I think sometimes we feel like our whole story is being destroyed if we begin to look at particular policies and go, wait, I'm changing my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm changing, wait, this is what I've known all these years. And you can apply the same concept from, to politics to faith right we were just talking about this yeah. you get i mean you everybody's had the experience you get out of high school if you're a church person in <laughs> it, when you're younger you get out of high school you go to college and you go wait what <laughs> i'm sorry what yeah. that that's what i didn't know that we all live in our own bubbles whether we want to admit it or not mm-hmm. um the style that people live around us or the, the coffee shops we go to or the, the music we listen to we all have our own bubbles that we create and i understand that. So, I, I, to me, what is the biggest issue? Then, why, why do we have such a hard time separating our identity, or why is it so hard for us to not um, engage these difficult topics? Why, why do we have such a difficult time leaning into these topics and having these conversations as just as people, as humans? Why right now is it, and, and people will tell you, hey, go vote, and they're assuming you're gonna vote the way you, you know, you're gonna vote the way they want you to. Yep. Which is is weird. Just go vote. That'll fix everything. And I, Mm. I, no, it it hasn't. No. It hasn't. So why do, it can help certain things for sure. But why do we have such a tough time right now? Maybe you guys kind of already touched on this a little bit. It feels like sometimes we, if I vote a certain way or if I put a certain sign in my yard, I am this person. You're a bad person. I'm a good person. It's interesting how we never put ourselves in the bad person camp. But you're a bad person. I'm a good person. Obviously, you have a weird way to look at the world.
4: Yeah, so somewhere down the line, probably... Let me think about this. Eight, twelve, twelve years ago, probably, with with Obama, it it felt very polarizing. Mm -hmm. Like, if you... Voted for him, then you were on the right side. If you didn't vote for him, you were on the wrong. Like, and, and, and so since then, it's just been this thing of, you know, it's, 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 a right, it's, it's become a right or wrong thing. Yeah. And not a difference of opinion. Right. Like I said, I say Obama. It could have been with Bush.
0: Well, it's you once know, we pick- all got Twitter on our phones. I mean, my Yeah, that's, that's actually probably.
4: Obama came probably in at
0: like the hardest time in history to be a president yes. was when everybody that's, got to say true. whatever they wanted to say, whenever they wanted that's to say. That's true. It. Which mm. is, I think, also part of it. Maybe part of the reason we don't like talking politics is because we don't want to admit that we, the people, also created this. Mm-hmm. That maybe we have had something to do with the fact that it is so partisan. Yep. That we won't let any politician off the hook, we won't forgive any mistake they've made. Yep. We will, they, they didn't see the future clearly Mm -hmm. is on them, not us. Right. Mm -hmm. We, and we, and we, we just tend to kind of, we don't extend the same grace to them that we won't want to extend to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of, it's just so maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's the revelation. Maybe we're having this epiphany. It's my fault. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's all our fault. But I, I think it's weird for us to go, I can't believe how partisan Washington is. And then go on our Twitter feed and go, I can't believe those people. Yep. Go on our Facebook, Instagram, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and go, I can't believe these, what terrible people. Mm-hmm. Right? And so maybe maybe there's something there. I, it looked like you were about to say Well, I was going to say,
3: you know, we, we want people to extend grace to us based on our intentions. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we will give them grace based on what they actually did. Yeah. Whether or not we actually give them. So. Bing. I, I intended to do better, yeah, so you, you got should. Fizzy, you, hey, listen, you should do better. I you should mean to give do it, me Dad. more grace. Yeah, yeah, it's always there, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So we don't we don't give it the same way we want it. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, the Beatitudes. Uh, Blessed are those who are merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Yep. Jesus also says, "To the degree to which you extend mercy, will the de- will be the degree to which it's given to you." Yep. Yeah. So when in doubt, be merciful. Yeah. yeah. This should be the ultimate. End of that, but um, but it's so hard because, because I think it is we have allowed it or made it or yeah. I don't know what you want to say, to become who we are mm-hmm. and not just
0: an aspect of who we are. Yeah. Um, so what's the first step then? What's the first step when it comes to uh, whether it be police reform, whether it be abortion, pro-life, pro-choice? Uh, whether it be about LGBTQ, whether it be whatever these things are. Mm-hmm. What's the, again, we aren't trying to tackle every policy tonight. It's going to be impossible. And ultimately, that's not going to do you any good. Again, mm-hmm. the point here is not to go, here's all your talking points. Go out and make sure and you say all of them. Mm-hmm. It really is to go, here's your posture. Yep. Right. Here's the way a, a Christian should approach these kind of things. But And this is the hard part because on one hand, you yeah, have merciful... Um, uh, mourn with those who mourn, all those things and yet there are policies or things that we believe are critically important that other people have not experienced or dealt with or, or at this point in their life is not the most important thing to them for whatever reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So how do we engage it and do it and make sure it's important and yet realize that it may not happen the way we want it to happen and maybe this is kind of just a microcosm of life, Yep. right? Tuesday may not work out the way you expected. Mm-hmm. And that's not November 3rd. Too. I just mean like it, 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 <laughs> it may not work out the way you expected. That was yep. a, a slip. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but how do you keep pushing forward? How do you keep making progress? How do you keep making um, things better? Mm-hmm. How do you keep bringing heaven here? Yep.
4: Well, First, I think you have to be comfortable with losing. So you mm-hmm. have to be comfortable with losing an argument. You have to be comfortable with losing an election, losing an election. And then also, I think you have to be, we talked about the the invention of social media. That was kind of where everything kind of, you know, got magnified by a thousand. Yeah. Because you don't have to actually sit across from somebody and have a conversation about it. You can spout a paragraph, throw an article, throw some facts out there, whatever you want to do, complete vitriol. And you aren't gonna see those per, you know, people face to face. You can hop on a friend's post, and so you're arguing with somebody that you may have met one time. Uh, I'm not looking at you, George, but I'm just saying, like, in general, like, you know, you, he really uh, has uh, not you, uh, liked your Instagram. But that goes back to what you were saying about the bandwagon. Like, it's easy to jump on bandwagons when it's something that you show on social media, when it's just, oh, look, that's cool, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, Retweet it. I'm going to repost it in my story. I'm going to share it on my Facebook page. All of that stuff doesn't take you actually reading what it is, you know, researching, you know, reading the article. You read a headline and you posted it. We talked about that where you you didn't read the article and maybe the article actually had something way different than what Mm -hmm. the headline said. All that kind of stuff. All of those things cheapen the arena of politics. Right, right. Well, no matter what side you're on, you know, uh, a hat that's red with four words mm-hmm. can start a fight wherever across the country, mm-hmm. you know, the, all of that stuff cheapens the arena of politics.
0: Yeah. Yeah
4: you know i saw a kid, i hadn't seen a hat in a while around here and this is a fairly safe place to wear those hats i saw a kid in kroger the other day and i was like man bold move cotton hope it works out for you <laughs> like that's like cuz that's i mean that's the thing is like you know you can all that all that stuff that's what it does is it just it the the level of contempt just magnified once social media became a thing
0: and that, maybe that's the problem again maybe the issue is us not wanting to take responsibility for the fact that what really made this worse was not who was elected president at what time, yes. but the fact that now we all got to sound off on it. Yes. And do it without looking anyone in the eye.
2: Yep.
3: And I don't maybe think, that's part of the I don't issue. think we realize how much that we're being formed. Yeah. You know, I think mm-hmm. the amount of information, you know, we get more information on I can't remember what the year it was. We when newspapers were still a thing. You could <laughs> get more information on the, on the front page of a newspaper than people in the late eighteen hundreds had in a whole year. Yep. Yeah. And, and now maybe it's maybe seventeen hundreds. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But yeah. now but now we just are constantly digesting maybe not digesting. We're just consuming so much information that we don't even realize or know what it's actually doing to us. And I don't know that we will yeah. for a while. So it's watch watch bad. social I mean, social dilemma on Netflix and you'll
0: delete all your social media accounts. I mean that's not all bad though because when we talk about some of the things when it comes to what we've dealt with in terms of racism and racial injustice in this country over the last several months, Mm -hmm. these are things that maybe would not have had the progress. We would not have had 50 states protesting. We would not have had so there's some of that. But then also then what you do end up with is people who are whether it be bandwagoning or for whatever reason have chosen these extremes and Mm they they've they've dug in so deep. And what we're hearing really I think what we hear more often than not is the extremes of both sides not. Mm -hmm not really the people who make up really what it is in terms of, at the very least, politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you send out this test to everybody, you, you know, oh, yes. and we find out that you might be right-leaning or left-leaning, but you haven't fallen all the way. You know, you are still standing most likely more centered than you want to admit when it comes to particular policies. Yep. Because, But we've been convinced, and, and we know now that news is not nonprofit. It is for profit. Mm-hmm. Um, headlines are meant to make you read them mm-hmm. and really not read the article. You need this. Um, we're telling you everything you need to know in these seven words, mm-hmm. and and that can do us a lot of harm. It's the same reason. Uh, reading one verse of a particular chapter of a particular book doesn't actually tell you the whole point of the book of the Bible, right? There is, there is more to it. And maybe just maybe we need to remember that God is a generational God and that we, we will figure this out over the course of time more and more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we would admit is that we, we have seen progress Mm -hmm. and we still see more progress. And, and living in that world, which sounds a lot like the kingdom, now and not yet, mm-hmm. of realizing that it hasn't all resolved. Yep. We've grown a little bit. We need to keep growing. Mm-hmm. And it requires us to not be absent, to not be pulled away or backed up or afraid of difficult conversations because it is what will make us grow. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think
3: that phrase of now and not yet. People could take that and go, well, what's the point? Mm. If it's not yet, what's the point? Why, why don't we just all stand in a huddle at the departure gate, waiting to escape this place so we can get to heaven, as opposed to, to mm-hmm. actually trying to work to see, like John Tyson just repeats over and over again, all things made new. Yep.
0: Um, like We always think all things made new means like that.
3: Right. Not the like working out e- of those things. Not the working out of it. Right.
4: Yeah. Yep.
0: yeah.
3: So I think it's easy to adopt an escapist mindset.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And let's just flee. Let's just get out of this place. There's no hope. As opposed- and then you
0: go to Instagram to escape. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then or you it's, literally it's, try to escape. And now you, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, okay, so how, what is your, we're going to take some questions in a minute, and uh, so if you guys have some. Uh, if you don't, we'll just keep throwing some around. And I do, I don't want these to be easy. Like, I, I do think sometimes some of these conversations can feel like cop-outs, right? We're just, we're, we're almost like, okay, deal with it, but don't deal with it. All right, lean in, but don't lean in. Okay, keep a kingdom, but engage in the republic. All these kind of, and it, but I, I feel like that is one of the issues right now. Quite frankly, some of the things that I think are the problem isn't even as much. The, the issues themselves. Mm-hmm. It is the posture we are taking as people towards them. It is, the, it is the digging in so deep that we can't be moved. We can't be... Um, and I'm not afraid to debate, argue. We've talked about this. We, we, we're not, I'm not afraid of that. I enjoy it a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think... Uh, I think part of the thing is confrontation. You talked about this. I don't think we're a generation that emotionally mm-hmm. deals really, really well with confrontation. And so when you throw some of the things we've dealt with over the last year, when you start dealing with some of the political realm, confrontation becomes us, to us, a bad word. Mm -hmm. Um, When really, ultimately, confrontation is hopefully something that corrects and corrects both of us. And there are healthy ways to do it and better ways to do it. Um, But what are you guys looking at as, as you guys look ahead and you go, what do I hope this season brings up, and then if you got anything you want to throw in before we kind of ask if, if there's any questions, if there's not, we'll just have to make some up on the fly. Um, but what do you guys hope this season um, brings out of us? Because I, I think we are, as people, we tend to swing to extremes. And so we the pendulum always, it, and we just can't seem to ever stop it right there where it's both and not either or. Right? We, just don't, we just can't get it to stop. We always swing back and forth, and we end up with that. So what's, what's your hope? And I, I'm encouraged by conversations like this. I'm encouraged by conversations we had yesterday. I'm encouraged by some of the things that, that are happening, from Braver Angels to the End Campaign to some of these others that are going, we have to just learn how to talk. Let's start there. Let's not pick policies yet. Let's not worry about mm-hmm. what policy this is. Let's learn how to treat each other like humans and like people who have value, and then let's make policy. Because if we're making policy based on who's right and wrong, who's going to win, nobody wins. Nobody actually makes progress. This thing doesn't go forward. So what is, what is the hope for you guys as we lean into, yes, we're going to have an election. No, I'm not sure. I don't care who wins. It ain't going to be pretty for at least a few <laughs> weeks. Um, how do we as people, Christians, followers of Jesus, what, what is the vision you think Jesus has for us? What are you feeling like in the darkness, feeling encouraged by? Mm-hmm. And, and as we look ahead, what is the hope for you?
1: Everybody's looking at me. Go to ahead, start. George. Yeah, well, I start don't know if that, that was intentional I'll or not, that. but no, it was definitely intentional. I love it. <laughs> um, what is my hope? Um, I think one, to be okay with not knowing, mm. right? Like, being able to engage in conversations, Mm -hmm. first wanting to learn and not make your point across, right? Um, Again, the idea of learning uh, civics and being able to understand, like that's not an overnight thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard, there's life and it exists, but being able to take the time and doing to and learning that in, at your own pace, or at least having the desire to learn it, um, is important. Um, and then at the end of the day, being able to allow um, your faith to guide you in those conversations um, that you choose to, to, to um, engage in, yeah. um, I think that's important. Um, and never having a final answer, especially in politics. Wow. Um, Imagine that. Yeah. Like, I, I think one thing as a believer, another thing as an immigrant who cannot vote, um, I've learned the importance of just being fluid mm-hmm. in those conversations, not because I can't make a decision, mm-hmm. but rather there's something to learn in mm-hmm. each conversations mm-hmm. that you choose to participate in.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Do you have a better answer? Because I'm just joking. <laughs> well, yeah. What do you got? What do you it's you, a bounce off, but you know. Yeah. What so
4: so so. To to that, I think everybody should go out and find friends that they don't agree with. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. If your friends everybody, don't ever
0: disagree with you, you need new friends. Yes. Or at least you need to add some.
4: And not on you know like the dumb stuff of you know, McDonald's or KFC. Well, they should all be Cowboys fans. Well, yeah. okay. Yes, yeah. yes. But if they've got <laughs> a good story, you know. Finally like, disagree. Like Lions or Chiefs or, you know, whatever. That's fine. But I really think, so that was another thing that I wanted to mention about us moving to Fort Worth is I, I, I grew up pretty right side, pretty, you know, mm-hmm. all the things fairly, had a fairly good grasp on civics, as I graduated high school, you know, was pumped to go vote at 18 and have voted in all those elections and things like that. But I really didn't start to, like, question, to reshape, to rethink, to do all of this stuff that we are able to talk about here until I moved a few blocks away. Because I moved to the bluest part of a fairly red city that the suburbs are not, you know, like I said, 15 miles away is completely different than, you know, half a mile away. Yeah. And so what it did for me was I actually started listening a lot more than I you know, when I was around my friends that agreed, it's like, oh yeah, you know, like I was owning the libs before that was a cool thing. Like I you know, <laughs> I only listened to talk radio, I you know, I only did the, you know, but that that's that doesn't get you anywhere. That may win you an argument, that may, you know, get a point across, but that's not what this is about, especially as especially as Christians as you know citizens of the kingdom that want to see heaven brought earth all things made new the now and not yet that yeah. is not how it's supposed to be yeah so you as as christians there is not a you know right or wrong in you know are you going to vote for the left or the right yeah. or you know, like I said I told you guys earlier I'd voted and I voted third party because that's the thing is like I learned before even moving down here but like you take the that 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 word republican or democrat or libertarian or green or whatever and it's those are the like parties that are formed but those parties are formed around a set of ideals mm-hmm. you know a set of a set of what they want to do as policy it, principles and things like that so those are okay but you honestly want to look at what's behind those in like the conservative or the liberal and that's why you mentioned the, the test the politicalcompass.org it's actually a british thing everybody should go take it uh <laughs> www.politicalcompass.org. It's pretty easy, but it's a it's a grid spectrum thing, and you'll find where you are. Um, But that's the thing is, like I've I have moved from the right to the center because of getting around people that I didn't agree with and learning their sides, and not just going, oh, you're wrong, and this is why. You know, that's why I, I I've never been a big person that got on social media and spouted my opinions. But I definitely think that the people that do that on all sides should try to have a face-to-face conversation with that person rather than a mm-hmm. because it's very thumb, easy to thumb to thumb. Yes, because it's very <laughs> easy to read something and take the worst tone than the <laughs> tone that it. I mean, we you know we we all we, know we, it. You we all read a text those, message the wrong just, way. Everybody's yes, <laughs> done it. We do it on a regular. But it's I impossible regular, to
3: communicate but. tone in text. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's why my wife hates, my wife's an English teacher, and so she she would much rather make the phone call than make a text because you just can't you just can't communicate
0: well. That and people don't use grammar in text. Messages. That's correct. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> That's true. I what think I, eat, I
3: think you know right on what you're saying um, is as long as issues, whether it's immigration, LGBTQ, abortion, whatever. The, whatever the topic might be, as long as those things continue to stay just topics and issues and we don't see the humanity behind them, yep. um, then I don't have much hope. Yeah. Um, my, my hope ultimately is in that Jesus is Lord, mm-hmm. not that he's Lord in the future, but he's Lord right now, mm-hmm. and that as he ascended into heaven 40 days after Easter... Um, he took that place as in the highest realm of authority. Yeah. So my hope is in him. Um, so I think it's a, a voice I've been listening to lately. Dr. Chris Green, theologian, um, he, he talked about just recently about holiness. We've also often defined it as in relation to sinlessness, Mm-hmm. Jesus was holy because he was sinless, and he, I don't think that's right. I think he was holy because he chose to draw near to those who were broken and sinful. Um, and so maybe as followers of the the, prox, the, the God who chooses proximity over distance, um, who chooses to get close, maybe we can have friends who have differing opinions and yep. perspectives, and go. Uh, I really want to understand why you think that way, believe mm-hmm. that way, vote that way, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and not try to to win them to your side and convince yep. them of something, but just to truly say let me let me hear from you. And I think so I think it's it's removing the issues and getting to the the people that are behind them. Uh, uh, I think is where we have to we have to move forward in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, my, I guess my hope would be that we, we all realize um, that we all have a part to play in it um, and that I think what you mentioned that there is no final answer. I think we, what we're seeing, a lot of us are grabbing hold of the evils of politics. We're grabbing hold of the evils of a particular party um, and not realizing that our differences are intended. Uh, even along this panel, our differences are intended Uh, To bring us closer together not further apart, and so there are values that Democrats have that should be everybody's values And there are values that Republicans have that should be everybody's values And what we tend to do is pick the one or two that we don't agree on and major there And we tend to take it to extremes, and I think there are a lot of good people spending a lot of hard time trying to write good policy Yep. And and there are times where, whether it be media, social media, just people in general, we sure do make it really hard to do because mm-hmm. we're not happy with that one word or that one thing that they didn't foresee happening, even though we can't plan out our week well enough. Yeah. Um, I think we just have to look at this and realize politics is a thing. It is how we organize. Mm-hmm. And if we would take a grace-filled, uh, truth-oriented, faith-identity Right. Into these spheres. And we would find ourselves agreeing a lot more uh, than we disagree. And um, and it hasn't just been with Trump and it hasn't just been with Obama. But what has happened is we I I think some people who are really angry about Trump, we tend to blame him. But we I think a lot of times what we're finding is that this he was an accelerant what we're actually finding out is that he, he became something on top of the fire that lit all of us, and we all decided that we were going to take the bait. We all decided, and I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm not telling you who to vote for or not to vote for. I'm not. I, I think you could, it, well, anyways, um, start a whole another conversation. Well, I think, but I just, I just think a lot of these crises reveals us. Yeah. So if you think this is a crisis, that, then it's revealing something about you as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is, so we have to begin to realize that we the people mm-hmm. get to make a difference in this whole regardless of who ends up in the Oval Office. Yep. We still get to make a difference, mm-hmm. and we can make it go up rather than it always coming down. And we can make that difference. Um, I think it's important. I think hopefully we we own that. I, I was just going to say,
3: I think, I think one way that we can maybe continue to inform ourselves on ways to vote would be as for me, as a white middle class male. Whoever's in the Oval Office isn't really going to affect my life all that much. Mm. So why don't I go to George, who can't vote, but his life could depend on who's in the office and mm. what happens to him in the future. So George, who do you think I should vote for? And, and hear him oh, out. I thought you wanted me I'm to not asking, an I'm not <laughs> I was like, asking I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I'll tell you the right answer right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, uh, you know, I have a friend who said, I wish... I wish the whole world could vote on the American election because who you guys put in the office affects the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've gone to people who are outside of the U.S. and said, who, who do you think and why? Yeah. Um, because for me, in Kansas City, Missouri, it's not, my life isn't going to change that much. Yeah. And so go to the people who will be potentially directly impacted by it. Yeah. So I think that's one way we could broaden our scope of, of research and you can answer if you want. Who you gonna vote
2: for? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Who, you, who no. you would vote for? You don't have to. <laughs> we have a camera going, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, might, we might get in trouble if you endorse. No, a but Josh, candidate. I think. I, sorry,
1: did I? I sorry. No, you No, oh, you're good. Um, Josh, I think you bring up a really interesting point because um, in being able to go and talking to people who. Those people in the office are affected by the most, right? Um, and you talked about the whole world, but also on a socioeconomic um, stance. Stance um, being able to um, learn, like, okay, cool. How does politics affect you economically? How does it affect you socially? Um, and especially as a church, because you do participate. In a community Um, and while that is moral or at least participating morally um, there are so many other different things that exist within that as well Um, and so being informed in that way as well um, is is important so that was a really good point I like that awesome
0: well I I I think this is good. I, we said this before we started, that this was gonna be tip of the iceberg. It always is. It's mm-hmm. hard to get into unless you theme it a particular topic. Yep. When you, It's such a broad spectrum of politics. And I, listen, I'm always going to be the guy who thinks everybody at the table has a valid point. And so I don't think this election is, is a referendum necessarily on the country. I think we are finding out more and more that these things matter the problems we're seeing now aren't just in the last three and a half years either. And so realizing that, that this is deeper and, and, and will be solved beyond politics, ultimately. Um, but it will make a difference. And understanding that, it's, it's, it's even what the ANC campaign talks about, there are, there are things that we, that on both sides, and politics has always been best, always been best, when both sides. And there's more than one there's more than two <laughs> all sides. Um, but when all sides are have have a seat at the table and are able to speak to issues because we there and when you do that it gets messy the reality is is that when you come together and everybody comes together everybody's gonna have to say okay i'll concede that if we're going to get to the core of what we're really trying to get to i'll concede that you can see that you can see that you can see that okay cool all right awesome And that's why you have to be willing to lay some things down to really be able to pick up unity and pick up future and pick up, I mean, whether you've been in a relationship, whether you've been in a, a workplace, whether you realize that you don't get to just go in there and declare, hey, this is my story, this is my narrative, everybody listen to it. No, 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 this is all of our story, and we all have a part to play in it. That's a much better, healthier way to look at it um do we i i I don't know do does anybody real quickly before i don't want to does anybody have a question that you want to ask um it's okay if you do or don't it's fine it can be a hard one and we're good no yes go ahead i had a feeling i just wanted i was going to let it sit because you were looking at everybody like i'm going to say something nobody else says something okay go ahead
2: Mm-hmm. How you were born and where you live, that you're going to acknowledge that it's going to directly affects someone else because of how they, you know, the way they look, or where they live or where they're from. And so thank you for acknowledging <laughs> that. And I want to say also that um, a lot of the people that I hear that say, oh, well, I'm not really into politics are people
3: that are in that same place. Where it, it doesn't really affect them, more or, or less, Yeah.
2: Mm. That. Um, but
0: my is, to to it. it's always the hardest part <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think. Do I hmm? okay. I,
0: yeah. Um,
3: do we need to, re- for the audience, do I need to repeat it? Okay.
0: So, how do you vote for someone, or, a, or maybe better said, a platform uh, that's going to affect people uh, differently than it might affect you? Um, and, and maybe even in relation primarily to faith and Christianity and the way we view the world and the way other people view the world and how those things will affect them. Um, yeah, I think, that's, I think that is the challenge. I think this is, to me, and you guys jump in. I I think part of the challenge is that we think po- politics is going to ultimately be the thing that makes all the difference. Um, and I think right now, the way it's being said, it makes you think that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. politics is going to make all the difference. I, If I'm gonna be really honest, I think the reality is if you took the pictures and the names away from candidates current, you could find on both of their records. Plenty of things you hate. And even some things you might like. I think that's the reality. I, I, and and I, I think that's the challenge. The challenge is how do I vote? Well, this policy, that policy, this guy, this guy. And I think, I think ultimately, I guess my answer would be, one, you do your best. You do your best. You do, and then, I think the other thing would be, beyond that, is make sure that that's not the only thing you do. Because the reality is these guys and these people jump in sometimes and they say they're gonna do something, they're not able to do it for whatever reason. And so I think to some degree it's, okay, I'm voting, you said that, small part. Then there's all these other things that I have to step into to make a difference in those lives. Have you ever been to the eye doctor? No. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately
4: asking that. I'm not, <laughs> that's, sorry, that's not a...
3: She has perfect eyes, apparently.
4: Oh yeah, No. okay. <laughs> Okay, so you've had an eye exam. You know, you know how, like, when you're at the eye exam and they're, like, this is better, this is worse, this is better, this is worse? So, like, we need to be, like, sh- Possibly, but, like, I, okay, so I have contacts, and, like, they, when they, they put this thing in front of my face, and it's a different lens of different things, this better, this worse, this better, this worse. That's essentially what you have to do at every election, is this better, this worse, this better, this worse, of all the different policies. Because, like Brandon's saying, there's gonna be things on a Republican ticket that you're probably gonna agree with, there's gonna be things you don't disagree with. You're not gonna agree with everything on a Democrat ticket versus, you know, that's a thing. So you have to literally do that kind of thing, that, that thinking, uh, get around different people, get around people of different, all of those things are that, that eye test of like what informs you. And it is a, it's not a right-wrong kind of thing, that's the whole point, is it's not a right-wrong like, you know, you're, it has become this, recently, because of social media, that if you voted one way, you are good. If you voted the other way, you are bad. And that's not how it's supposed to be. And that's the point of this whole conversation, this whole thing of Brandon even taking this on, is that if I vote one way, I am then seen as good, and I feel good, and I can go home, and I won, and my team won, and that kind of thing versus if I vote the other way, and then it's, like, it's not supposed to be that. So a person can be a, you know, can vote Democrat, can vote Republican, can vote Libertarian, can vote Green, can vote any of those things on any of those positions. I also don't think that people should vote straight party because, like, you know, you can, you can, marking one line for 30 people, you wanna talk about bandwagon, that is, that, is, that is bandwagon right there. So don't vote third party, or, or vote, vote straight party. Don't vote straight party. Vote, you know, however you wanna vote. But that's the thing is all of those things need to go into your vote. So people should take it serious and they should research, should talk to friends, talk to, you know, people they agree with, people they disagree with, uh, family members, uh, you, know, who, you know, people that you respect. And then make those decisions before, you know, you, the day you're going to vote or, you know, on November 3rd, if you, you know, or you vote early, that kind of stuff. But that's, that, so that's what I was saying, like, about the eye test thing is that there's all kinds of things to look at. And it's not one issue. It's not three issues. It's not this party versus that party. And that's why, like I said, I'm trying to, you know, for the longest time I thought I'm a Republican and I'm not a Democrat and, you know, Democrats are bad and we, you know, you need to beat them. You know, this isn't a to win the Super Bowl kind of yeah. thing. It's it's completely different. So you have Patrick to take Mahomes that. Like, wins the
3: Super Bowl for you. That's it. Do what? Just Patrick Mahomes win Super Bowls. Oh man, just stop I like it.
0: Mahomes. Stop it. Just stop
4: it. He's a Mahomey. <laughs> 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 That's right. Yes. George, look like,
1: you, you look like you were about to say something. So. You got the mic up. Yeah. Um, your question. I don't think this is what you were saying, but it did remind me about one issue: voters right, people right. who, and, and I mean, the biggest issues are abortion, mm-hmm. uh, LGBTQ, LGBTQ, immigration, 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 immigration yep. right, um, and they choose one side of the other, mm-hmm. but what they forget is they're not really voting for one issue, they're voting for all the other issues that exist <laughs> yeah. within mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. right, and so in that, that is a responsibility, because you're not... Informed in that, right? Uh, But I think something that, as far as that has been hinted among all four of us, is that while faith informs us in how to navigate into politics, faith is not the only thing we need to be looking at in voting. Because at the end of the day, politics is not about our faith, but it's about our community that we're a part of. And so in us being responsible to our community, in us being believers, is being able to, yes, remain as a believer, but also being able to be in that table and listening, to what other people have to bring to the table, right? Because if you're voting so that someone comes to know Jesus, then you're probably not gonna succeed in that, (laughs) right? Um, And that's important to recognize that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, right, like for, for, this is probably gonna get me in trouble, but that's probably fine. Um, (laughs) To tell me that a Republican is a Christian and a Democrat isn't. right. That's absolutely incorrect. Yeah. Right? Amen.
0: Um, that's the good people, bad people myth. That, exactly. Yeah, and we're all living yep. it right now. Exactly. You voted this way, so you're a bad person. Right, right, right. Which is, the reality is Democrats are good and bad people. Yeah. Republicans are good and bad people. Right. Oh, yeah, and Christians. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. We all live in that world. Uh-oh. We are all
1: of the above, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, or or a John Piper article. <laughs> <laughs> It was a really good article, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, that's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> yes, Christianity today. Wait, this I didn't know. No, Desiring God. Own, my bad. Yeah. Anyways, it's uh, sorry, good. <laughs> it's all God. Right. Good. Sorry. But to I had a point and I completely forgot it. It's gotta be your bowl. <laughs> English is my second language. Um, what was I
0: saying? That faith that voting doesn't get somebody saved. Yes. That there's more to it, that you're
3: not single issue voting.
1: Yeah. Not single issue voting. Um Thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Ah, I had a final point.
0: Okay, that, they say if you try hard to remember it, you'll forget it, so let... I'll talk for a second. Yeah, talk for a second, you're going to think, I think but that time, that yeah. Okay. yeah. I oh, think... that is what okay. she was saying.
2: Oh, yeah. boom. Yeah. Nailed yeah. it.
4: Boom.
0: Yeah.
4: Point George. We're about to wrap up. Point
2: I go George. back
3: to uh, what were the prophets constantly reminding the people of Israel to remember? How are you treating... The, the widow, the orphan, yeah. the immigrant, um, the imprisoned, and
4: the marginalized. Yeah, I mean,
3: those those are the five six groups that that the Old Testament, the people of God, are constantly being reminded. Yeah, you're doing all these great things, but how are you treating these people? Yep. And so, um, so we have to go. Who's going to do the least amount of harm? to these people, mm-hmm. I think. And that's, that, I don't know that one party represents right. perfection on all those things. But I think,
0: I think that's, I think that, but I think that is part of the point, though. I think part of the point is, again, to, to simply say that one party represents all the good in the world, yeah. and that they will solve all the ills that we face as a culture. I also think that, that part of our problem is that we are saying that if we, if we were to just vote for this one person, that all this would get fixed. That come January 2021, everything would be yeah. done. The kingdom will be here. Figured out. Is yeah. is also part of the issue. Right. Because we come to these places as a culture and as people, and then we continually put it on other people. Yep. We continually make it someone else's problem. Mm-hmm. And we yell it and scream it and and all and we and and it polarize it and we do all these things. And we, we continually post it and then we don't actually so we say go we should vote for the person who's going to take care of that person instead of going and taking care of that person. Yep. We, and, and it's not to say, and again, this is not a either or. This is a both and. Vote the best you can vote. It ain't going to be perfect, and four years from now, whoever's in office is still going to be yelled at. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Bo- vote the best you can vote. And then
3: Go drive do down the
0: street. Go do something. Have a meal. yeah Open your table. I would guess if more of us would do that than even voted, we would change politics yep. more than even our vote did. Yep. Because we would begin to realize that the people sitting across the table are not our enemy. Right. They are the very people. And I think even talking about in, in a, a country like the United States, to even talk about some of those, those words and talk about some of those things, to realize that some of the people that look like they have it all don't. That some of what we're talking about is, is, is even in our fulfillment of our own life and our own dreams and our own thoughts and our own ideas that that so many of us are feeling, especially after a year like this year, feeling exhausted, worn out. We all feel a little bit marginalized. We all feel that's not to say it's equal. I'm not saying that at all. I'm simply saying that if we would open our table, we would realize every single person at that table is dealing with something that nobody knew they were dealing with. Mm-hmm. We're walking through something nobody knew they were walking through. And if we would just be willing to go there with people, then then I I venture to say that it almost wouldn't matter who's sitting up there. It Mm. does matter. It does matter. (laughs) I'm going extremes for a reason, the same reason Jesus said cut off your arms. You know, it's like (laughs) it does matter. But I'm simply saying that maybe we just put more onus on ourselves to make the difference day to day than November 3rd. So what we're kind of saying is politics matters, but not as much as who you're putting in the God seat yep. that we don't decide we're God. And that's where the whole right or wrong people, good or bad people. The reason we go there is because we've removed Jesus from it mm-hmm. and we've made ourselves God. And so we get to decide or our candidate. We, yeah. We, the standpoint of epistemology, it's my narrative. It's my story. It's what I experience, And so now I get to decide that you're a bad person. And that's, that's why we think that way. It's because we've removed the thing that reminds us we ain't, we ain't all that we're cre- we think we are. Yep. right? Did you remember? I remember my last time. I told point. you it would yes. work. Boom! This will be thank the last thing, you. so thank make you it Thank good. you.
1: No. Um, I'm reminded of the story of Zacchaeus, right? Tax collector. Mm. I've heard He was a wee little man. A wee little man <laughs> was he. <laughs> Come on, now. A man. I'm oh. he hey, not can team. a church say amen? But... <laughs> <laughs> was in government, overtaxed individuals in that community. He was the IRS. Probably, uh, I don't want to put... uh, Anyway. Um, He worked for the IRS. (laughs) Right? So when Jesus came to visit him, right, he did life with him. And in doing so, Mm -hmm. he didn't tell Zacchaeus what to do, Or tell him that he was wrong and overtaxing. Because in that community, Zacchaeus was doing the right thing, right? It was morally wrong, but he was doing the right thing. But Jesus didn't tell him what he needed to do. If anything, by being able to encounter Jesus, Zacchaeus then paid back the people that he overtaxed. But more than that, he gave them more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than what he Um, initially overtaxed him on, right? So if we are to live as Jesus does, how can we do life with people and in doing so allow them to recognize who Jesus is and in that their actions be to do the same thing, which is reflect who Jesus is? to live out the gospel, the good news, and being able to do that more than who they were before because of the encounters that we have with them.
0: I mean, I think that's a good way to end it. Well, it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I just want to say to you guys, thank you very, very much. I appreciate the question. I, I I, know that this is not always an easy topic because where we really want to go is we want to go to the issues. We want to just so quickly jump there. We want to go there so fast. And it's it's why posting and social media becomes such a addictive thing. And it can be good, again, awareness or, or to see where people are. So I, I, I appreciate the conversation, and I appreciate that we can have this conversation. And really what I think... We should do this again next week so we can really dig in. But I I think ultimately what we're all saying is that you should do your civic duty, uh, but do it with civility, and then realize that it is not the only part of your responsibility, that there is more to this, and it goes beyond. Some of the people doing the greatest things in the world do not have a pen and paper in Washington, D.C. They are the people that will never be heard of, never be seen, and no one will ever know about them, but there are people who have been rescued because of it. And so why don't we take on that mantle? Be the church in that way. And if, if that means for you, your sphere, your street is politics, do that. But do it because you believe God has called you, shaped you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to voting, all these things, I think you guys nailed it. So thank you guys so much. I'm going to pray over this. Thank Share it if you guys watched it, you like it. Um, I'm sure that other people will watch it later. And, uh, and, and it's just awesome. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, I thank you so much for uh, these people in the room. Thank you for those who watched. Um, Lord, I know that you are okay with the uncertainty. Um, are we? Are we okay with the fact that tonight we didn't say this is how you should vote on this and this is how you should do this, but that we simply said, hey, trust the Lord, lean in as best you can, and then, that we will not find all the answers in whoever is elected The answer will be us becoming more and more like Jesus, just like George said, um, and interacting and doing life with those who are maybe pushed off to the side. Um, So I thank you, Lord. We do pray over our government. We pray over over all those who are in office. We pray all those who are about to be in office. We pray you give them grace. Uh, We pray that you help them see things that they haven't seen before. We pray that you do guide them and lead them. Uh, But ultimately, we pray that, that you are the one who gets the glory in all these moments, and that if anything is discovered in these next few weeks, It is that not one single candidate is going to be our Savior. Not one single candidate is going to bring heaven to earth. That is for you and you alone. And so, God, I pray that our eyes are on you in this season, and we are reflecting you as best we can. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Very good. Very good. I don't know.